live from the heart of Los Angeles, this is the online edition of the Life Changes Show. Look at the bright lights. Look at the we have tonight's guest, founder and executive chairman of Vertigo Arrow and chairman of the Lindbergh Foundation, Eric Lindbergh. And performance guest and spirits. I am Mark Lejeur, and now our host, the MC, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio. I am so looking forward to this conversation. Actually, I have to say, I've already had a conversation that has taken me beyond the sky. Our show is titled Escape from Gravity, A New Time, A New Paradigm. This is our episode 756. And our interview guest is a pilot, an adventurer, an artist, an entrepreneur. He has done so much. He has seen so much, experienced so much, and lived so much that I uh, knew that our conversation earlier today and then eventually on the show would be profound and i i just had no idea that uh, we covered things from mushrooms and finding mushrooms in the ground and collecting them to sports and skiing and the seasons of life and nature and i thought whoa this th we we need this kind of conversation or experience from people that are leading as he is a leader and you'll hear more in just a moment but people that are leading that know how to connect or know how to play and so interestingly enough it throughout the whole conversation was fascinating and then uh, and, and there was lots of laughter. And then he ends with this, just as about we were to, to, to hang up. He says, and don't worry, uh, I will try not to grow up between now and tonight's show. And I thought, whoa, right, right. We, we have these phrases like, and these idioms like youth is, is, is wasted on the young. Like there, unless it's all wrong, there, there's gotta be something that we could understand and learn and, and grow from. And we talk about, you know, we're, you need to grow up or never grow up or well, what about, do we need to grow down or do we need to also come experience I, I i actually don't know the words and i don't know how to say it but it's interesting that as we're going to be talking about the sky is the limit or is it an escape from gravity that we actually need a way to ground ourselves and play and be real and be human you know that's a, a perfect uh metaphor for what i was thinking about leading into this show which is how many of us children, as children, boys or girls, have looked to the skies, have played with model airplanes mm. or, uh, you know, put the arms out and felt and dreamt of what it would be like to flying. And, mm. and, and then thinking on my way, you know, my dad worked at, at NASA in Ohio, and so I was always around the spatial technology and, and aviation. But it reminded me of my sixth grade science project that took me to, I ended up second in the state of Ohio, 
but I created Ooh. a little wind tunnel to recreate wings and and demonstrate lift. And oh, and uh, and and a lot of of the legacy that brings uh, us to today and to Eric um, was part of my learning as I went through that whole process. So it's extraordinary. That is awesome. And imagination and creativity, those are those are the things we need in order to do the kinds of things that our guest is is suggesting. And and uh so that that's usually considered something of child's play. So I, I can't wait to see where we go. Again, uh our interview guest is a pilot, an adventurer, an artist, an entrepreneur, founder and executive chairman of Vertigo Area uh Air Aero and chairman of the Lindbergh Foundation. He is none other than Eric Lindbergh. Welcome, Eric, to the Life Changes Show. And while we're getting I you guess, on, uh, oh, there you are. Yeah, a, a great introduction, and I can't find the unmute button. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Gravity. <laughs> Nice. I, I was going to say real quickly, uh, a, a big thank you to a uh, contributing producer, a friend and past guest on the show, Allison Goldwyn of Synchronistory for introducing us. And, and talk about play. I watched the interaction in the thread with her and Mark and I and, and Dorothy and you and, and you were playing and you sent pictures of play and skiing and sports and fun. Uh, did you have reconnect with that or was that always a part of your life uh that's a great question um <laughs> i grew old at a young age mm. i think is the right answer um and actually you know when i was really young i was super physical i was a state champion washington state champion gymnast all around i could climb a rope with just my hands i could ski, you know, whatever I wanted to do, I could compete if I practiced a little. And so my whole sort of sense of self was physical. And I thought um, if I got stuck in a job pushing a pencil, I would just die. So I, that that just wasn't a reality for me. And um, I climbed and skied Mount Rainier, for example, when I was young. And uh, gravity kicked in when I turned 21. I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. And um, over the next 10 years, my 20s, this, you know, sort of physical human uh, guy that I was who could do flips on command front and back and round off back handspring, back layout with a full twist kind of character, um, slowly lost my physical sense of self and, and was ended up walking with a cane and, and barely at that. I should have been using, you know, a wheelchair or crutches. And, and that sort of, I, I, I just, the only way to explain it is that I got, I turned into a 70 year old man in my twenties. And then in my thirties, I got another chance at life. And, and that, that was a, just a huge gift for me that enabled me to shift my perspective and sort of shift the things that were broken in my I'll say my mental processes and not serving me and allowed me to grow young again. And that, mm -hmm. that was just a, an amazing gift. And, and so second chance at life and, and you, you've tapped into what was important to you potentially in your youth as well. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, 
life is as serious as a heart attack, right? People mm. die all the time. We are, we hurt a lot as humans. And the older we get, the more we hurt. Um, and humans aren't always nice to each other. We compete and, and, um, and life, there's a lot of gravity in life. And that's kind of why I've actually trademarked that theme mm. because I'm in the process of writing a book and it is Escape from Gravity. And it's essentially my journey to escape from the gravity of my body and um and the gravity of life and you know i want to go to space and i want to mm. see what it's like to be weightless and um i think this is sort of my daily challenge is to um escape from the 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 really gravity heavy parts and find lighter gravity because that really enables play and i just feel um, if I can share that with people, that's a, that's a great thing. That is a great thing. And thank you for sharing that. So, uh, it, it's interesting. Another thing that I, I, that I found quite ironic, actually having listened to a couple of your Ted talks and read about you and, uh, learned some, some about you that, that, uh, as we ended, uh, our talk earlier, I said, is there anything you want to make sure comes out in our conversation on air? And you said, yes. And it was the conversation about this historic moment that, that happened and is going to be happening because of what you're doing. And it's all, uh, centered around your grandfather, which knowing that, uh, you, you thought you were going to be away from anything associated with your your grandfather's famous flight, and here we are, or here you are. <laughs> yeah, well, that's this is another just life. funny. <laughs> it's a funny piece of life that that um, you know, ironically, as we get older, we become wiser, and that that wisdom is worth a lot. Mm. Um, I think when I grew up, I knew there was something special about my grandfather i didn't know exactly what it's hard to you know articulate that kind of thing or understand it when you're young um but but it was there and then it became a source of embarrassment because he was so famous that people came and said oh no you're i named my five goldfish after your grandfather and you know there's this hero worship that comes out at you and you're like well where do i put that so i became you know sort of um uh, self-conscious about it. Mm. And my, I guess my process of going through life and, and having this, you know, physical sense of self and then losing it and then getting it again. And that process of, um, you know, sort of choosing where I wanted to spend my life energy, um, really enabled me to then walk in my grandfather's footsteps once wow. i learned i didn't have to fill his shoes and wow. that's that was sort of a big transition and it was the becoming disabled and not knowing if i'd get a third chance at life so i'd better live it now that enabled me to sort of push through all that stuff and the i'll call it Lindberghophobia. i was kind of allergic to being a Lindbergh, as much of my family has been you know it's kind of a joke but it's kind of real mm. Uh, and, and, and then in stepping right into his, you know, walking in his footsteps, realizing I didn't have to fill his shoes cause they're unfillable. I think they were, you know, size 14s or whatever. Um, 
that, that, oh, that, really? <laughs> well, <laughs> they were big anyway. But that enabled me to create, you know, uh, a life trajectory that's been, you know, nothing short of amazing from my well, perspective. Well, what, what's amazing also is that you have some pretty big shoes, and I don't mean the size, but uh, <laughs> looking over so much of, of what you have done and do and plan to do, I, I mean, just the fact that you helped launch the X Prize Foundation, hello, right? <laughs> well, that was serendipitous, uh, perhaps with the emphasis on dipity. Um, <laughs> it was a weird program, the X Prize. It was an idea that we would use a prize to jumpstart the private spaceflight industry. And um, my friend, although not at the time, Peter Diamandis, um, was frustrated. He wanted to be an astronaut, but realized his chances were next to nothing. And he, another now friend and colleague, gave him the Spirit of St. Louis and it, the light bulb went off. So my grandfather's book, The Spirit of St. Louis, written, I think, in 1953, um, was a Pulitzer Prize winning book. And what Peter, he was trying to inspire Peter Diamandis to take up flying again. And what Peter got out of it was, oh, a guy named Raymond Ortig put up a $25,000 prize to give to the first team that could fly across the Atlantic, bridging New York and Paris. And he owned a hotel in New York and Paris. So what better publicity? Well, a funny thing happened. And, and that is nine teams spent $400,000 trying to win that $25,000 prize. And all of that research and development went into long distance air travel. And, um, Ortig only had to pay the winner. So my grandfather, who was considered a, mm. you know, a dark horse, if you were a betting person, um, actually won it using a, a different um, approach than most of the other pilots of that day who were trying to win the prize. And the funny thing happened that, that, that it just lit the world on fire. It, it absolutely was the spark and, and it shifted the world's perspective on what aviation could be used for. All of a sudden, it could be used to connect people over long distances. Mm. And, and that was the biggest sort of transitionary flight in our history, global history. That happened in 1927. And we're looking at, in three and a half years, 2027, the 100th anniversary of that flight. So we have um, a short amount of time, in my estimation, to really create a powerful voice for innovation and catalyze the changes that we need to see in aviation and in the world. And so that's sort of what leads my journey right now, that vision. So sometimes the thing is the thing, and sometimes there's more to the thing than the thing. <laughs> and so the, the, the flight was the flight and of course, very historic and, and, and an amazing feat at the same time from the perspective of being on the flight, something else was also seen. And interestingly enough, you are also looking to bring that opportunity to uh, the moment by saying, we need a different perspective uh, and, and we can also get a perspective from beyond the beyond. You know what I'm saying, I, I think more than I do. <laughs> Uh, well, it, you know, 
I think the, the, the interesting thing from this perspective, looking back um, 96 and a half years, is that my grandfather saw a large, he started as a barnstorming pilot, you know, flying from St. Louis to Chicago, flying the mail, sometimes, you know, barely a pound of mail in the, in the bag. But he saw the potential of aviation and he saw it developing. So he was at the beginning of a nascent industry, really projecting himself out there. And when, when the prize came on, $25,000, fly to Paris. It, the, the equipment today is, is good enough to do that, he thought. And, and what better thing than to promote the industry that I love? And, and, and so he flew over large swaths of the planet, not only then, but then my, he married my grandmother, Anne Morrow Lindbergh. They, flew survey flights up from the East Coast through Canada, down through Alaska, Russia, Japan, China. And then in a, another, in 1935, they flew north up through Greenland, over to Europe, down through Africa, across to Brazil and back up. And that float plane, it was a Lockheed Sirius float plane that they were charting the routes. Some of those routes we still use today. Um, yeah they saw large swaths of the planet and they realized that the technology that enabled them to have this personal connection with people all around the globe could also harm our quality of life mm. and, and create pollution and, and so forth. And, and so they, over their lifetimes, developed an ethos that was that we really need to balance advancing technology with preservation of the environment. Wow. Yeah, and that, and you, and you can follow that through their lives if you read their books. They've they've written uh, profound volumes of books. My my grandmother was uh, even more of a poet, I think, and and um, had a gift. And her book "Gift from the Sea" still sells something like twenty or thirty thousand copies a year. Um, it so profoundly speaks to people fifty years or. 40 years after it's, it's publishing that, that it still sells that many copies. But, but that ethos that they had, um, when my grandfather died in 1977, friends of his uh, at the Explorers Club, like Neil Armstrong and General Jimmy Doolittle, some of those early Apollo astronauts, uh, wanted to carry on that vision of balance. And so they started the Lindbergh Foundation. It was known as the Lindbergh Fund back then. And it would be used to fund projects that that um, that really had a mission of, of balance. So researchers, projects that would showcase that balance concept. And uh, over the last 46 and a half years, the foundation has become really expert at, at identifying and funding innovation and also giving awards to people. And so that 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 mission balance between advancing technology preservation of the environment is really what's driven um the foundation in that grant making and um now we've sort of moved back towards aviation because there are tons of environmental organizations out there and we have the opportunity to and a voice and, and many experts from the aviation industry involved that realize that the challenge of our time is climate change and aviation is absolutely a target. We burn, um, uh, we create carbon when we fly around. We don't want to stop flying because 
that gives us our personal connections and um, uh, uh, ability to visit grandma and do business. And but we know we need to make it sustainable, or there is an end to that. Mm. And and maybe our children or grandchildren won't be able to continue that. So that that is what what drives us. That's what sort of gets us out of bed in the morning and 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 gives us a vision. And and we're building the programs that we think will be powerful catalysts for change. And, and our goal is to nothing short of decarbonizing aviation. And we've got a program now to do that using an incentive prize. Uh, very clever. And uh, let's talk more about that, actually, when we come back. This The, the concept of uh, in, incentive prize, which is actually what, what started this whole conversation almost 100 years ago, right? Uh, <laughs> so it, it we'll be talking more with uh, Eric Lindbergh when we come back. Uh, we have our uh, performance guest joining us on a little later, and it's End Spirits with Victoria Theodore and Dave Tweedy. And uh, soon after our conversation with uh, Eric, we have our Ask Dorothy segment, all on the Life Changes show when we come back right after this. Want to connect with amazing people who are committed to making a difference? From the Heart Tribe is a platform, community, and movement with the purpose of bringing like-minded humans together to help animals and the environment in order to gain a stronger connection and understanding of the world around us. They're dedicated to effectuating positive change by empowering individuals to organize meaningful and engaging experiences that build compassion for animals and the natural environment. Their founders' and members' passion is to inspire others to actively get involved in their homes, their communities, and the world to raise awareness about the issues we face and most of all, to be part of the solution. Through their efforts, they have also accomplished some amazing and tangible achievements. Their Pickup for Paradise beach cleanups have collected over 50,000 pieces of foreign debris. And also, thanks to animal rescue and recovery volunteers, over 30% of the volunteers have become vegan or reduced their meat intake. Daily habits make a big difference. Please join any of their upcoming events by going to FTHT.org and signing up for their newsletter. You can also follow on Instagram and Facebook at From the Heart Tribe. Have you felt inspired to meditate but you just can't? Do you suffer from anxiety but fidget toys just make you more fidgety? Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, Phi Beads. Transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math, and psychology. All five beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence, nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time. The Fibonacci sequence, also known as the golden mean or the golden ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos like we see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own body. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear. Phi Beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Phi Meditation. Phi Meditation helps you harness the power of I am for intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Phi Beads at phibeads.com. That's Phi, P-H-I, beads.com. You are listening to a conversation that matters on The Life Changes Show. Broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com. 
and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. We're back, and we've uh, titled this episode Escape from Gravity. The, those are our guests' trademarked words. A new time, a new paradigm. And uh, obviously, if, if you've been listening, you get a sense that there's a play on words here. Gravity is used in, in many different ways. Here's a quote that helps to elucidate that. And this is a quote from our guest, Eric Lindbergh. Escape from gravity is about practicing resistance to the things that hold us down. Gravity may win in the long run, but with practice, patience, and persistence, we can fly. Eric Lindbergh. Eric, please expand on that for us, since gravity <laughs> is such a part of our lives, all kinds of gravity right now in the world. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the <laughs> I got involved with the X Prize uh, in 1996, I mentioned, helped launch it in St. Louis, um, and then award that um, $10 million prize, largest cash prize in history up until then for the first private manned space flight that jump-started the private space flight industry. And I started thinking about going into space and being weightless and what would that be like? And that sort of led to this, I don't know, it was the gestation of this idea that life is filled with gravity, not just the kind that comes from the spinning of the earth and that, that mass and, 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 my need to escape in those days was much higher because gravity was exerting a stronger pull, I think. And, um, you know, I, and that, that is more of a metaphorical pull, but, but my life was really hard. I didn't have cartilage in my knees and I had worn it out in several other spots. And, um, life was consisting of mostly sitting and, you know, having a hard time walking. And I think, um, the, the idea that we need gravity too, and we need it for our strength. And to the extent that we can move, even move through pain, we become stronger. And um, for me, having a hard time walking and then getting knee replacements and um, breakthrough biotechnology drug that helped me, you know, stop the inflammation of the rheumatoid arthritis. You know, it, 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 it helped me gain enough normalcy that then I could slowly build in over 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Um, it's now been 27 years since I've had my knees replaced and um, I'm out skiing in the backcountry, climbing and skiing mountains and mountain biking and tromping around last weekend, last Saturday, we found a bunch of mushrooms, chanterelles <laughs> and lo uh, lobster mushrooms that sort of that, that, process has helped me to grow younger to escape from the metaphorical gravity and that allows me to play more um, i still want to accomplish really big things and getting spaceship one hanging in the air and space museum um, next to the spirit of st louis just empowered all of us to realize that we could change the world and so why don't we do that again and and that's a that's a powerful thing. So at at the X Prize Foundation, which I became a, a board of trustee member, um, we set about using incentive prizes to solve the grand challenges facing humanity. And we have 
100 plus million dollars in active prizes, including the Elon Musk Carbon Capture Prize. And so when we when we slowed down during COVID and thought about the 100th anniversary of my grandfather's flight, we thought, what is the most audacious thing that we can do? And why don't we do that? Because otherwise we might as well go home and play in the woods or whatever. Um, and, and that thought led to this idea that we could use a prize to decarbonize aviation. And we've, we've now started to really build that program. Uh, His Serene Highness Prince Albert II of Monaco gave us seed funding. We built a brain trust with members of the aviation industry and the energy industry. And we've looked at the barriers to sustainable aviation. And I'll tell you what, aviation is really hard because we're mass constrained. And that means the the more weight you take up into the air, the more energy you need to get it up there and to keep it up there. So um, it's one of the hardest industries to decarbonize. And so we think that what we learn here and how we build that prize with the right rules and metrics and ability to affect the regulations around it and build the scale because the, the, the scale needed is massive. What we learn about this is going to apply to other industries mm-hmm. and enable yeah. us to, to really work on the sustainable energy industry. So using aviation as a tool um, to create sustainable energy uses on, on the planet. People don't know that we're still 80% um, using fossil fuels around the globe. And it takes about a century on average to move to a new energy system. Um, maybe we can move faster because technologies are moving that much faster, but um, the scale needed is massive. And so that's that's uh, that's super exciting to think that we, we're in the process of building a prize that could shift the way we, we um, grow energy and um, along, along that, we think there are other synergistic prizes that need to be done. One is in agriculture to lower the carbon um, intensity of our agriculture and deal with eutrophication. That is the nutrients that leach off our fields into the rivers and watersheds and Gulf of Mexico, for example, and also in cracking green hydrogen. So there are all these opportunities that are they're barriers, right? but there are opportunities for us to break through that using incentive prizes um, that we think can um, solve these grand challenges, enable us to live on spaceship earth for a little bit longer. You know, I think the earth is going to be fine if we heat it up too much. It's just that the humans will be gone. Um, (laughs) So, so that's kind of what, where we are going at the Lindbergh Foundation in partnership with the XPRIZE Foundation backed by Prince Albert um, and, um, and now the industry, both the aviation industry and the energy industry. And we're looking to take that to the next level with um, title sponsors for prizes and, and backers. And, and along that route to the 100th anniversary, which is really a lever where we'll have the, the world's eyeballs focused on us and what, the, what this um, flight meant to the world in the last century. Um, we have the opportunity to be a powerful voice for innovation. And, and I think that, that our mm-hmm. children need that now more than ever, because the news, if you haven't noticed, is generally bad news. 
and 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 we need positive news. We need news that's building and and um, working for people and inspiring people because there's so much right abundance right now, um, more than any other time on the planet. As a matter of fact, I I remember in our conversation uh, you said something uh, along the lines of uh, what you're providing in in this technology and the excitement and the sharing of, of the possibilities here uh, is an an antidote to all the bad news that is out there. And uh, (laughs) you threw out a phrase like, or you used very poignantly a a phrase like problems are just solution uh, opportunities. And then, and then uh, just now on the show, I, I heard a great question. What is the most audacious thing we could do how many of us asked that question uh for the good of uh our, our ourselves in the world so thank you for that as well yeah and- you know i i i think we don't ask ourselves that enough and and some do and more are doing it and I guess it's having been involved with the Lindbergh Foundation and the grant recipients who are working on noise, you know, the, the sort of quiet is the fastest vanishing resource on the planet and prizes, you know, to solve uh, automotive efficiency and rainforest and, and uh, wildfires. And, and, and when you start to ask that question more and more, both of yourself and of the people around you, Mm. there is a challenge there and i don't i i was just lucky that we lucked into the you know this crazy x prize and we were able to keep it alive it, it should have failed it absolutely should have failed mm. it was way too audacious and the world knew that spaceflight was only the province of big governments and and um we changed that paradigm and it was hard and and we survived and that that enabled us to really you know i remember sitting in a board meeting in in la in some you know bottom of some hotel and and we had just come out of you know doing this prize and we had been buffeted left and right we almost went broke a dozen times we left bodies in the wake there were you know crazy stories and someone brought a guest and the guest was larry page who was you know, <laughs> co-founder of Google, and sure. and we were and we were arguing about do we focus on spaceflight because that's our core expertise. And I had been arguing for years we ought to do a closed loop living system so we can learn how to live on this closed loop of an Earth. And 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 people were arguing about you know really focusing on space because we'll do better if we focus. And Larry said, "It strikes me he was he's kind of quiet, you know, but he's a deep thinker." And he said, it strikes me that you've developed a model to solve the grand challenges facing humanity. Mm. And when Larry speaks, you kind of listen. Mm. And, and Google has backed several prizes in that Google ecosystem. But it, it shifted our mindset again to, to like, what's the most audacious thing we can do? And why can't we do it? Because sometimes you can be successful. Not all the time. And it's hard. 
and yet you do it. As a matter of fact, uh, you say on different occasions, you've been quoted as saying something to this effect. Uh, you said it to me. You said you are lucky that uh, you have been able to hang around with people who do change the world on a relatively frequent basis. And I am lucky to hang around with some myself and get to interview some of them. And, and, and you being one of American, if you're enjoying and if you're interested in more of what Eric is talking about, you can go directly to his website and learn about uh, as many projects as you would like. Eric Lindbergh, and that's Eric with a K, E-R-I-K, and Lindbergh, of course, is spelled L-I-N-D. B-E-R-G-H. Go to ericlindberg.com. We have more information on Eric at the Life Changes show page. Eric, it feels like uh, within now and, and three and a half years from now, we're going to have to talk again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, game on. <laughs> on the way to a great celebration. All the best to you with all of... It does, it does seem like a long time to some of us, but a very short time to do all the exciting things you're going you're gonna to do. So all the best to you at that. Thank you, Filippo and Mark. I think that, you know, that we don't even know the best things that are going to happen in the next mm. three and a half years. And that's super exciting. Mm. That is super exciting. Thank you for that. And thank you for all this. All the best, Eric. Eric Lindbergh, everyone. And with that, we have our Ask Dorothy segment. Dear Dorothy, this is Kelsey, and I so enjoyed my session with you. I forgot to ask you how to discern truth from fiction in today's world. After meeting with you, I began exploring and checking out many of the interesting websites you provided with me, and I have discovered that we are being lied to more often than not. Please help me figure out what to believe and how to discern what is true and what is not. Dear Kelsey, I am pleased that you have begun doing the research in the areas that interest you. You answered your own question when you used the word discern. To discern is defined this way, to recognize or understand as being distinct or different. So all you need to do is research, research, and then research some more. And once you have done extensive research on your subjects of interest, then use your God-given gift of discernment to determine what feels like truth to you. During the research, you will more than likely find as many truths as lies. So before beginning your research, you might want to ground yourself and do a prayer of gratitude like this one. Thank you, thank you, thank you, universe, for showing me what I need to see and for hearing what I need to hear in order to discern the truth I'm searching for. I do this prayer daily, and it helps me move forward more quickly with my research by enhancing my powers of discernment, and I trust it will do the same for you. Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write her at AskDorothy at LifeChangesShow.com. And we'll be right back here on the Life Changes Show with our performance guests in spirits on the, on uh, uh, live uh, online right after this. The Little Dog That Could is the fantastically true story of a man and a little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life, love, and healing beyond his human understanding. Best-selling author, Filippo Voltaggio, who currently hosts the highly regarded Life Changes show, 
is an internationally known singer, speaker, and life coach. Filippo offers up his own story, how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery. In The Little Dog That Could, Filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes and Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's thelittledogthatcould.com. There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening, someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audiovisual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to DorothyDonahue.com. You are listening to A Conversation That Matters on The Life Changes Show. Broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. We're back and our performance guests are Alternative Jazz R&B Collaborative and Spirits with uh, multi-hyphenated artists, composers, producers, Victoria Theodore and Dave Tweedy. Welcome, Victoria and Dave, to the Life Changes Show. Hi, thank you. Hey, guys. Uh, we're excited. It's been a while trying to get you on because you all are traveling all over the world, doing your thing and, and helping other people do their thing. A lot of other people, actually. We'll talk about that in a moment. But I have to say a big thank you from us, Collective Us, to uh, Ilana Lorraine for yeah. bringing you all to the show. Absolutely. Ilana Lorraine's an amazing human being and we just love her. And um, yeah, we're just grateful for her introducing us to you and your show. Yes, and actually she's a great artist too. And speaking of great artists, I know people have heard of Stevie Wonder, Beyonce, <laughs> have heard of like Disney, Netflix, Hulu. So you all have been involved <laughs> with so many things, so many people. You've put your in spirits magic into the world through your own stuff and everybody else's what's what's what drives that wow that's a great question that's a great question yeah uh, we both love music so much and the opportunity to work together and present our music is just priceless because we spent our whole lives making music for other people so it's a really fun experience to do our own music yeah, I think no matter what work I've ever had, I've always kind of treated it as a job in some ways because it was always to 
uh, fun working on original music and you know creating an, an experience in a world uh, for myself or in this case with Victoria and I. So, well, uh, awesome. So actually, so I have to say, uh, yesterday was Victoria's birthday. So happy birthday, Victoria! Happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and 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 yesterday was also Yom Kippur, which I think is really interesting because that kind of connects to how you two kind of met. It does. <laughs> we met at a Shabbat dinner. Our friend Haim is a um, ethnically Jewish person, and he holds Shabbat dinners to honor his ancestors and invites a large community of all kinds of people, including musical artists, um, painters, dancers, lawyers, just really kind of all kinds of people. And the common thread is they're just beautiful human beings. Um, and so we met at one of our friends Shabbat dinners a few years ago. Neither of us are Jewish, but we love going. We were just at, he had one on Friday that we attended. Yeah. So we're all still good friends. And yeah, he's, he's a musician also. And he's, he's actually a, um, he's a licensed therapist also. Mm-hmm. And he, so he does a lot of good work in this, in this world. Yeah. So we appreciate him. Absolutely. Wow. And he brought good, us together. Yeah. <laughs> good people need to, need to connect and, and, and do, do our thing together. And actually, so you two coming together uh, created a whole other thing. And both right. of you had been working in the music industry, obviously, and very successfully at that. And then you created In Spirits. And we're going to get to hear uh, a little bit of, of your music, actually, two songs in just a little bit. But before we do, I. I think that's a loaded name in spirits. That's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's, you know, it, sure. And, uh, you know, when we talked on the phone earlier, I, as I was like, oh, there's nothing much to it. But then, <laughs> I mean, but, you know, it, it, it kind of goes into. Can't fool me. No. My whole thing is, is always about, like, you know, if it's music or it's language or it's visual, it's things that are going to catch people's attentions. And I think that's really, you know, uh, people will check stuff out just on the, on the premise of the way they like the way something looks or the way it sounds. And they may not even know what it's about, but it'll, it'll interest them. So yeah. the way my creative mind always works is sort of like, what are those things like distilling, distilling it down? And, you know, and you, you noted like with our name, we have ESP in there. And yeah. to me, that's just like, was, we kind of like laugh about that, but it's, it's really what it is, you know, it's, it's music is getting gets in people's minds and we're certainly trying to infiltrate people's minds with our music uh and with our with our message of you know our message is probably very very simple which is just like you're capable of anything you know how whatever you we're uplifting so both of us work um in support of other people's artistic pursuits but also we're coaches and so we deal with a lot of young people um and I, I love giving them hope because the world is hard for, especially for younger people right now. And I really like providing people with an idea that any, like Dave just said, like anything is possible mm-hmm. and it's just a matter of mindset and, you know, in spirit. So Dave wanted the word spirit somewhere in there because he loves the police. I do too. And, um, <laughs> and I also like it because of the word inspiration mm. and that we can bring inspiration. We can bring some levity. Like in 2020, when the pandemic happened, we actually did a daily show a uh, hundred days in a row. We played wow. every single day at one o'clock on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, 
uh, whatever platform we could find Instagram instagram live and i know from the feedback we got internationally that we inspired people because we brought joy we brought we took them away from the the fear that we were all dealing with at that moment um and just the the lack of joy that so many people especially uh we know a lot of artists who were literally in los angeles and other cities on their own they Mm. were stuck in their apartments by Mm. themselves and by watching our show not just musicians but all kind of people watching our show gave them a little bit of a respite a little bit of a relief and a little bit of joy and Mm. so we wanted to keep that as a part of our name wow well it it it's there it's there and it's also in your music of course and and after having gotten off such a great call with eric earlier today then i jump on a call with the the two of you and you too you're talking about hope you're talking about the good and and bringing in uh the good and the positive and then you 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 were saying like that's our goal Yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah i mean the world, especially, it seems like more than ever now, um, the world, you know, is being fed a lot of negative, negative imagery and a lot of other stuff. And why? And that also, and not to say that stuff doesn't exist, but you know, I, I, I stumbled across, you know, the, the, the concept of like whatever you perceive to be is what it is. And so I, I started really, you know, looking at things from a, a very, very positive light. I've always been an optimistic person, also, but, but just to say that, like. If, if more people knew that if you're if you just you have to you have to choose to see things a certain way you mm. know there's there's no Svengali there's no like outside force cr- creating these things for you you know you're 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 choosing to believe what you want to believe so if you believe in some real cool stuff I'm like it's almost like we're here we're we're almost you know a point of proof of like of that way of thinking um, you can have a cool career you can have a career you can you can do things you like in this life we we know a lot of young musicians that like they're incredible but they're all kind of bummed out because they're perceiving things to be like oh it's you know the best days of music and all this is over and blah 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 blah, mm. blah. and we're like well we we were there for a lot of that and we're here now and to me i think there's never been a more exciting time than now but you, you have to choose to see it that way Consciously nice. choosing optimism yeah. yeah nice nice well then then what's hideaway about <laughs> <laughs> So Hideaway is really about, in, in a lot of ways, it's about it's about Vicky and I and or Victoria and I and um, we at different parts of our um, relationship we, we've spent long durations of time away because um, of at, at the time earlier on Vicky was she was touring like we started dating and then about a year later she started touring with Beyonce and then she picked up a musical and so she was back Donna in New summer York musical yeah Broadway. Donna Summer musical so she was out and about a bunch and what's so, a girl to do. I mean. exactly right <laughs> but so that so basically it's that whole idea of like uh when we would get back together we wouldn't see each other for a few months and um finding you know finding that it was always you know it was always like dropping the needle back on the record but it always would take a day or two to kind of like reassimilate it into that more closer personal relationship that we that we have and mm-hmm. like what that's like because you, you know we're it, it was just just sort of like wow that's and, and but that, it was victoria's concept for sure for that the, the music of that song is definitely my concept but the um the the lyrical content is, is definitely yeah. something that victoria was that and the melody and the melody yeah, yeah. That victoria came up with mm-hmm. well unless there's something you want to add to that victoria i think we can get to hear it 
No, that's good. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, thank you for explaining it. So here is Hideaway. This is a pre-recorded song by In Spirits on the Life Changes Show. Feel that? Yeah. Feel that? <laughs> I felt it. If you're feeling it, nspiritsmusic.com, and I'll spell that E N spiritsmusic.com. You know, uh, uh, Victoria and Dave, when I first was introduced to your music, I'm like, oh, this is cool. It reminds me of. No, it doesn't. Uh, I've never heard anything <laughs> like this before. And yet I feel like I have, but I have. So I, I kind of get the like the collaborative alternative jazz R&B that you that the two of you made into something that's uniquely used. Right. Yeah, that that was the goal. We, we wanted to have something that would appeal to the old school in people that you know the music that just has this richness to it and and a, ver a variety of chord structures um 
but also appeal to a younger ear with the, the, the sound, the tones, um, the subject matter, um, the grooves. And so it was kind of classic current is really what we were aiming at. Well, interestingly enough, I heard just as we were hanging up uh, that you all are working on a musical. And I know, oh, oh was I not supposed to say that? No, no, no you, it's fine. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's like out sometimes. in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, could, you, could you just tease it for us? Because I have a feeling we're going to have to talk about that too. Like we might have to shoot, uh, repeat this exact show. <laughs> like a couple years from now. Hopefully that's the case. <laughs> with Eric and you all. Yeah, tell us more. So there's actually, I'm actually working on two musicals. The first one is about Marian Anderson, who is the first black woman to sing at the Metropolitan Opera in New York City. Oh, and that's, wow going and we've had a few readings in new york and we're doing a residency in uh, michigan this this autumn and then the one that dave and i are working on together is a, as part of a team that's mostly based in the bay area called co-founders and um, that one is about the intersection of silicon valley and oakland and having to make tough choices yeah and so we've i guess the last six months we've been working on that and so we have a uh two-week workshop coming up um in november and there'll be a performance on i think the 19th i think it's like a it's an, it's probably a, it's a uh, workshop it's a workshop yeah performance um so but it's, it, it's still cooking we're not we're it's, it's yeah, not it's still cooking. <laughs> um but we, yeah we were we were brought in it's been around for they've been working on it for about four or five years yeah. um uh, it's a brilliant team of creators yeah it's super and... super talented folks that we're working with and yeah it's um, a special show and they and they've had and they actually had different musicians bringing music in, but it was kind of piecemeal together. And so, they kind of realized that they needed people that could you know run it to the finish the finish line for them. So that's they they bringing got in, cohesion. Yep, they got in contact with Vicky, and then I got brought in uh, a little later on. And I matter of fact, I got I I got brought in to play some instruments and use my studio. I have a recording studio in downtown Los Angeles, and. Um, but we ended up writing a few s songs together and it just came together really, really naturally and really good. So mm -hmm. they decided that they, you know, it makes sense to bring us both in. So here we are. Nice. <laughs> and here we are. And I'm just going to throw it out there. But if you haven't picked uh, somebody who's going to be the lead in that, and I mean it, have you thought about Latanya Moore, two time Grammy winning opera singer? Oh, for uh, Marian Anderson? <laughs> for Mar right? Right. We'll have yeah. Uh, I, she's my friend. If you all oh, want to connect, wonderful, good to know. nice, good to know. Okay. Uh, anyway, she's amazing. You guys are amazing. So whatever you're doing, I want to know more about it. And we're gonna get to hear more right now with another song. Now this has got to be the shortest title in history. <laughs> what is this about? <laughs> oh. So, oh, so th th this song, this song, oh, this song, song it, it kind of makes sense that it's actually the, it, the the title is that short because the music was written pretty quickly um, and the lyrics were written pretty quickly. So that the yeah. music, the music was written from Vicky was again living in New York and I was going back and forth and I was actually being really inspired in a, by an artist named Tom Mitch that I was really into. Um, who I love, he has a record called Geography, but nonetheless, I came home off a, a red eye. Went to my studio, slept on the couch for three hours, and then got up and wrote the music. Oh! And um, <laughs> later, once he had the the track, he gave it to me, and we were actually heading to a gig here in Los Angeles. We wanted to play it, but we didn't have the lyrics, and so she wrote the lyrics. I wrote the between... lyrics in the car. In no. the car. 
and it's and, and, and the track has basically stayed the same ever since. And yeah, we 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 loved it, and so we're like, hey, this is perfect. Yeah, that works. And we performed it that first night. Yeah, <laughs> and and the title was like, yeah. How? Well, the hook I wrote I wrote the hook when I wrote the song that that was the one thing I had the melodies, but I had the chorus, and it was just there. It just it was almost like a placeholder, but it you know Vicky made it into something more than a placeholder. <laughs> as as she does, well, here it is. So this is. O with an apostrophe, right? Uh, or no, an exclamation point. Exclamation point. point. Yeah, <laughs> exclamation point. Yeah. Uh, pre-recorded by N Spirits on the Life Changer Show.
I love how you end some of your songs. <laughs> I love the song, but then it's like, ah, like, uh, in spirits, E-N-S-P-I-R-I-T-S, in spirits, uh, uh, music.com, right, is the website. And right. actually, we have a bunch of links for both Victoria Theodore and for Dave Tweedy on our website at Life Changes Show for In Spirits. And then you could link up with them uh, all over the place. And their links are up also on their website. So uh, however you do it, 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 link up and enjoy. And boy, I'm sure glad we got to get the two of you together uh, before you both go on tour again really shortly. But one of these days in Los Angeles, I hope to catch your uh, your show live. I was going to do something yeah. funny with the lyric, uh, oh. uh, 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 but I <laughs> I can't do it like you do. I just can't. Oh. <laughs> I can't. Um, thank you so much to the two of you and all the best. Oh, thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate it. It's been a great pleasure. Looking forward to hearing more from N Spirits. And that is our show with a, another big thank you to Victoria Theodore and Dave Tweedy as our performance guests of N Spirits. And a big thank you to our interview guest, Eric Limberg. That is our show. On behalf of our executive producer, Dorothy Lee Donahue, and our executive producer and co-host, Mark Lejour, I am your host, Filippo Voltaggio, reminding you that as your life changes, like ours surely did tonight, we're here for you. Ciao, everyone. You have been listening to The Life Changes Show on the BBS Radio Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time and visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com on Facebook at The Life Changes Show, and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant, Life Changes. The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Life Changes. <laughs>